Uh, so if you're visiting us this morning, you've joined us in the last week of looking at Philippians. And so we spent eight weeks going through uh, what God has to say to us uh, through the uh, letter to the Philippians. This morning, uh, the words of the passage uh, might be familiar to you, uh, probably not. I'm not sure who was here in the first Sunday of January 2021, but I actually preached on this message uh, on, in particular, contentment from Philippians 4. I listened uh, to it actually yesterday. It was, it was a reasonably good sermon, I, th- I think, on <laughs> uh, my... my <laughs> My daughter came in and, oh no, it was my son that came into my office as I was listening. I said, oh, Hamish, you've got to listen to this. It's a really good preacher. (laughs) And he twigged after a second that it was actually his dad. His dad was listening to himself. Uh, If you want a good message on contentment, uh, how do you be content when life is difficult? Check the website, January 2021. There's a really good message on contentment. This morning, uh, we're going to choose another particular focus as we look at this passage. Uh, While then what we needed was how to be content when life was difficult. I I think some of what we need now is from verse 13. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. I can do all things through him who who strengthens me. If you're on email and you get our what's on during the week and what's coming up, you may have seen a picture like this that looked for me. And I said, for me to say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me and fill this by myself will be a bad application of the verse. Now, a group of people joined me and I won't say we've made light work of it, but I'm really, really thankful that many hands contributed towards the the work of getting this really large pile into this really large bin. So what what does Paul mean when he says, I can do all things through him who gives me strength? What what is he saying? Is he saying he can do absolutely everything as Jesus gives him strength. He's not making that point at all. He's not saying uh, to the person that can't lift 200 kilos of weights, oh, well, if Jesus gives you strength, you can lift 200 kilos of weights. He's not saying that you can do everything. Uh, In some ways, he's saying, I can do this through him who gives me strength. But when he's saying this, what in particular is he referring to? I, I think as we read uh, Philippians, we can read it through really individual eyes, but the book of Philippians is written to a church, a, a group of people gathered together that have been encouraged by Paul to live life together. And when he's saying, I can do all things through him who gives me strength, is he talking about each individual person living their, their life? I, I don't think that's his main point. When he says, I can do all things, all this, Through him who gives me strength. He's talking in particular about the the mission, the task that God has given him. And so when he's speaking to the Philippian church, he's giving them an encouragement that they can do this, the mission or the task that God has given them through Jesus who gives them strength. Now, when when he says, I've learned how to be content in all circumstances or with whatever I have, He's he's not saying that that's 
the goal. The goal of our life as Christians is, is not contentment, that I would be able to arrange my life in such a way that I'm happy that all is well. It's actually, no, in serving the, the mission of Jesus, in doing what God has called us to do, I'm content in this. Whether I have lots and an abundance and there's a rich supply, as he said, coming from the church to support his need, or whether it's lacking, whether they haven't been able to supply his every need and others have had to come, he's learned how to be content in every circumstance as he fulfills the purpose that God has called him to. And so I was saying to our, our 9 a.m. congregation, often it's perceived that, uh, that the stage of life of retirement is finally about you or me and well that's not the christian message this is actually unfortunately uh, no retirement plan on this earth for christians as long as you have breath in your body god has a purpose for you what that purpose looks like can change over time and shift but god has a purpose for you uh, and me not just you or me you and me and together we're called to fulfill it as a, as a church we have a mission statement that's really quite simple to make mature and mobilize fully formed disciples of jesus what, what does that mean that people come to faith someone is uh, is made as a disciple you're here and if you're a christian at some level because someone else has had influence in your life and you've been made a disciple hopefully uh, all of you who know Jesus at some point have had people that have invested that enabled you to mature as a disciple. So we mature and we mobilize. At some level, all of us should feel a sense of calling that God has purpose for us in the world to fulfill his mission. And the, the other part of our, our statement is that we'll be fully formed disciples of Jesus, that we'll recognize that for all of us, there's this continuing process of discipleship that's required. I haven't arrived as a Christian. You haven't arrived as a Christian. We're continually being formed as Christians for the mission uh, that Jesus has for us. Our mission is not unique. The, the disciples were sent out with a, with a similar mission. Go make disciples, teaching them everything that I've taught you. Uh, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The mission of the, the church is shared across all churches, all denominations, all across the world. And our purpose is to bring the kingdom of God where it's not. Uh, not to places, but to people. And as it's brought to people, their the faith will be multiplied through those people. And the whole earth will be filled with people that know the God who created them. So we have a mission and purpose, and it's not primarily that I would be content with my life. It's that I would be content as I serve the mission of God. Uh, in the, the book of Philippians, we've had lots of encouragement. Paul's so thankful for them. Uh, the, he sees them as his joy and crown, uh, as he's invested in them. He's, he's confident in their ability to continue uh, he looks uh, at his own circumstances and he, he teaches them how to live in this world, not as a servant of themselves, but as a servant of others. Uh, he's, he talks about our, our role in shining like a light in the world, that we're different, that we should stand out in the way that we live. 
He shares examples of Timothy and Epaphroditus. And all these sermons are on the web, and you can catch up with ones that you've missed. But there's encouragement after encouragement and after encouragement. And Paul, as he finishes, is wanting to encourage them again that, that there's nothing, whether hard or difficult, or there's nothing that can get in the way of them fulfilling the mission that God has called them to. Uh, Paul, in the middle of his journey, has is, is expressed there's, there's some, some anxiety as to whether they're being led astray. Uh, here's a, a hope for them. He finds his joy in their growth as Christians. And so uh, for us as Christians, at uh, one level, our greatest joy is to be found in seeing other people grow in Christ. Uh, he talks about their generosity, and he has a little bit of a conversation about generosity, how they supplied his need. Uh, in the middle of Philippians, we heard that uh, some of the others had to step in and supply what was lacking in what they'd given to him. Uh, he's not critical of them at all. At the end, he, he, he talks about generosity, and he, he says, well, I want you to be generous. I want you to share of what you have for your own profit. What's he saying there? Well, what he's saying is that for us as Christians, uh, our, our profit is stored up for us in heaven. In the, in the world, we're, we're told to build up wealth, uh, to store up wealth for you that you can live well. You can put your uh, amount of money that you've stored up into the little retirement calculator and, and see how long you can actually live at a lifestyle quality that you, that you want. But the real purpose uh, of us in this life is to store up wealth in heaven. And the kind of wealth in heaven is stored up as we invest in people on this earth. And so Paul wants a, a profit on their account to be stored up as a result of the way they've invested in people on this earth. For them, generosity sowing into the mission that God worked out through Paul uh, is, is a, something that God at the end of their days will say, well done. Well done for your generosity. You empowered Paul reaching people that no one else could have reached. And it's because of your generosity that the gospel went forward. I wonder who are the people that will look to you and say, it's because of them that I have a faith. They may be one of, of 30, 40, 50, 60 people over a lifetime that have invested in them. You may be just one. But who will look to you and say, the legacy of this person was that I have a faith and that faith has grown and that I have been able to fulfill the mission of God in this world. I'm not saying this to you that you would feel guilty. But we all who know Christ have this incredible position where we can share the wealth that it is to have a relationship with him with other people. And that's our mission. Our mission is not to find contentment in this world by ordering our world right. And if you listen to the sermon from back January 2021, I talked about how I like to order my house in a way that works for me. And I like that. I, I like when life seems to work and everything's in its right place and I've got things sorted out and things are going according to plan. It feels good, but that's not, that's not the goal of life. 
The, the goal of life is that you would fulfill God's mission in bringing Jesus to where he is not. And, and at the end, you may be one of the people that is invested in someone knowing Christ. You, you know, when someone comes to faith in Jesus, it takes roughly 30 different interactions with Christians. Uh, they say statistically before someone actually goes, yes, I want to be a follower of Jesus and, and gives their life. So it's, it's not that we will be the one that makes and takes someone the whole journey, but that we will play our part. We'll be one of the 30, and at the end, Jesus will say to us, well done, good and faithful servant. That investment, I know it costs you something. You had to step out of your comfort zone. You, you had to be bold. Uh, you, you had to risk being rejected, but well done. There's another person in the kingdom because of you. When I look at our church, uh, I know uh, there's a challenge. And if I was to look at verse 13 and say, I can do all this through Christ who gives me strength, I'd be lying. I can't uh, do what is needed uh, for our church to grow by myself. Uh, the last, since the, the, the 80s, our church has been numerically on decline uh, there, there may have been different blips and, and whatever in our history, uh, but it's, it's likely the, the decline started before the numbers declined. Well, how do we turn that around? How do we do this? Is it that Randall preaches better sermons, uh, that we have better music, that we have better Sundays? At one level, it's not about Sundays at all. See, see at the end of my life, uh, God's not going to say to me, uh, well done, you ran lots of Sundays and they were good sermons. <laughs> what he's going to say to me is, thank you for investing in the people that you invested in. Thank you for sowing the gospel into hearts. But that's not a responsibility that I have by myself. It's a responsibility that we all share. Uh, in order for our church to grow, uh, it, it happens as we not only turn up to, to church as the thing that we do, but we be the church. See, on a Sunday, I can get up and I can uh, preach a reasonable sermon. If this one's no good, go listen to the one in January. It may be better. <laughs> I can get up, preach a reasonable sermon, put together a, a reasonable service. But at the end, if you're not encouraged and built up, then that's a problem. Now, you might turn up and you think, might think in this moment your role is to listen and be encouraged, but I, I'd love you to shift perspective a little bit. The reason we turn up to church is to encourage each other. And if we all turn up to church with the one purpose of finding someone that, that we can encourage, someone that we can build up, then the, the church will be built up, encouraged, that we will grow as we have this perspective. And as we go away from church and go, I wonder who God wants me to encourage this week. Whether it's uh, telling them about Jesus directly, whether it's uh, about praying for them in person, whether it's about inviting them to something. I wonder who God could use to encourage this week. And in doing that, you fulfill part of your purpose in this world, that you would shine like a light and be bright to this world. You see, the reason we gather on Sundays is so that we can encourage each other, so that we can celebrate God, that his name will be lifted high, so that we can go out encouraged to, to live in this world 
as bright, shining lights so that as a church, together we can fulfill his mission. Uh, One of the ways that we're seeking to do that as a church is through uh, gatherings of creating community. And we're we're doing that through uh, monthly lunches. Uh, We've got a gathering coming up this Friday for those who are free during working hours at Olive Lane. The the purpose of that is not that we would just all gather up and have a good time having coffee and eating things. Uh, the, the, The purpose is that we would see that as a space that we enjoy, that we're built up in. And then we'd invite other people into that space as maybe a, a first step of inviting them into Christian community that can help them to hear about Jesus, get a taste of what it means to be around Jesus' people. Then maybe the next step is they come along to church. As we run Easter and, and we think about Easter as a time to invite people, uh, it's an easy invitation opportunity. Come to church. Uh, my, my faith is significant to me. Hear a little bit about Jesus. I was saying to our 9 a.m. congregation, at some level, they're, they're the people with the most leverage. Uh, grandparents can say to grandkids, my faith is really important to me. I know you don't have a faith, but could you come to church with me and just check it out this Sunday? All of us can actually say that to kids, friends, you know, my faith in Jesus is really important to me. Would you come to church and check it out with me? And just that very invitation is powerful. As you say, actually, my faith is important. I'd love you to try it. Uh, I heard an atheist once say that uh, I, I don't trust Christians because they have belief uh, about where things end and what happens if you don't believe in Jesus and yet they don't tell people about Jesus. If they actually believed what they believed, then surely they would tell the world about it. Now, don't feel convicted or or too convicted or too guilty about that, but the, the atheist has a point. If our faith is real and true, we should tell people about it because the world is in need. The world is in need. Uh, this week, I, Kay and I went along to Faversham where we do an aged care service. It had been almost a year since we'd been allowed in there. Uh, we'd various times tried to get in but failed. Uh, and <laughs> just before Christmas, it was because we were waiting on PCR tests and uh, as a result, hadn't got the test back, so weren't allowed in. Now, when we got there and... Uh, I I said some things, but I had a a mask on and a face shield on, and one of the old guys said, I can't understand a single thing you're saying. And (laughs) at one level for him it was true. Others could hear me because I had one guy up the back going, Amen, amen, brother. (laughs) He was good. He was an encouragement, even if he couldn't understand me. But uh, what struck me was uh, one of the ladies she deteriorated significantly over the, the last year. In that time, she hadn't received communion because no one could come in. Uh, she hadn't been connected to other strong believers. Uh, the people that had visited uh, had had face masks and face shields. And as she sat and she received communion, she wept because her faith in Jesus is so significant to her and just uh, that connection and reminder that she's part of a group of people so 
important to her to just continue on. She's maybe got six, 12 months left on this earth. We all need encouragement. And God put each of us here to encourage each other and to encourage others who don't know him. There's some in retirement villages that need hope spoken to them. There's some in our families that need hope spoken to them. There's many in our communities that need hope spoken to them. And the hope we believe is found in Jesus. I can train competence, uh, but I can't train hearts. The Holy Spirit is the one that trains hearts. As we come to him and say, I can't do all this, but I can do it through you who give me strength. I can't train hearts. Ultimately, what's needed for all of us is we need a heart for those who are far from him, whether they know him at all or not at all. We need hearts. Hearts are trained through prayer. Hearts are trained through God's word. Hearts are trained as we turn to him and allow him to speak to us. And as hearts are trained, uh, we're challenged because to do what Jesus has called us to do takes us out of our, our comfort in life. But that's okay. We have contentment and comfort and joy in eternity being stored up for us with Jesus. So the title of our series has been called We've Got This, not you and I, not just me and him, but you and I and him together. As we work together, as we use our gifts, as we take steps in boldness, as we lean on him, we've got this. We can do the mission that he's called us to through Christ who gives us strength.